in our childhood when we enter this earth, you know, we're full of love and there is no fear in our lives. As a child, you know, as we described in the last episode, we're coming out all wide-eyed and like, what is this place? And wow, you know, you just, you're full of curiosity, you're full of love, you're full of discovery. Um, you're wanting to understand what the world is. But at the end of the day, we as human beings all need love, right? right. And there's the expectation that those that are taking care of you and you know, you're surrounded by and everything is going to provide or reflect that to you. And as um, either consciously or subconsciously, that is not being provided to us, whether it's through spoken word or actions or lack of actions uh, that would s signal love for you as a, as a new human being, as a child starts creating hurt in our lives right. and doesn't feel good. And then we start fearing those same situations happening to us again right? Uh, in life. I mean, when it comes to parenting, I mean, it, it, a lot of times, you know, going back to creativity from last week, but a kid writes on a wall, they're proud of it. Look at what I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. You get jumped all over and that creates that, that creates a small scar for that kid. Now, should it be done on the wall? No, but that's where that starts. And then we move into our system we're put into as kids, if you will, right? The school mm -hmm. system where basically, especially now more so than ever, to use, I think, Einstein's quote, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, but everybody's being told you have to climb a tree. And so they try, they fail, and they're told you're no good. They're being judged from the get-go, told that don't think outside the box, don't do it any other way, don't try, just do it this way. And if you can't do it this way, then you're not going to succeed. Yeah, as we get older, more and more structure is being placed around us, you know, saying you have to put your life into this particular box, right? Whether it's through your parents, through it's through school, friends you're developing um, in school and so forth. And when, when you're, when you're an infant or a toddler, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Because adults understand you're just coming into this world and you don't know, but as we go on in life, these structures and a desire to put uh, people into a box of conformity, if you will, starts happening. And when you go outside of that and start getting reprimanded and, and so forth, um, and I'm, I'm not here to say that structure shouldn't be there. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just saying there are instances that um, occur outside of the box, so to speak, that cause mm -hmm. pain um, and hurt to start arriving in our lives. And from that, we start developing as we get older and start recognizing our thoughts in our head. Right. That somehow I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of the love that I should be getting. Um in this world from what my DNA as a human being is telling me. Right. And it forces a lot of people. I'm just, you know, in, in a lot of arenas, we won't dig into each one, but in a lot of areas of life, it just forces people to say, okay, I'll just settle. I'll, I won't go for what I really want. I'll just settle. And right. then Cause they, the, the pain hurts. Right. I don't want that. I don't want that pain in my life. So I, right. I want to be comfortable. I want to, avoid uh, the same situations or not put myself out there and so forth because um, I'm afraid that that same kind of situation or words or whatever are going to show up again. It was painful in the past and I don't want that in my life. So right. um, I'm going to go where I'm comfortable. Um, but I think we've seen in life that we can't begin to grow and get what we want out of life sitting in the comfortable. Exactly. You have to be brave enough and have enough courage in your life that even though you may have faced that 
pain and have a fear in a particular area that you have to use courage to to work through it to say um, that issue or that item that was causing me pain doesn't exist in every single nook and cranny of this world. And uh, I'm going to bring in the word we're probably going to use quite a bit the rest of the episode is the word choice. We as human beings, the most powerful tool that we have in our life is choice. I have a choice to believe um, what we're saying to ourselves in our head or not. And say, no, I believe it's different. I don't believe that at all. I can start building a filter system right. for myself to say, um, if somebody is saying something to me, I have the choice to say, no, turning on the filter, it's not going to pass the filter. Um, and I'm not going to believe that about myself. I'm going to go on living my life to, you know, through my why, how, what. Uh, I'm just going to ignore it or just say, thank you very much for your feedback and just walk away and keep doing what you're doing. Right. Because we're told... But that takes courage. Well, we're told that, like you said, you have to fit in this box. You have to meet this certain profile. And if you're outside of that profile, then you're not fitting in. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to do this. And then we see ourselves in this light because as, I mean, biblically speaking, as you, as a man thinketh he shall become, right? Mm -hmm. Our thoughts are everything. Because when we think something or say something to ourselves for long enough, it becomes a belief. It becomes something that is foundationally in us. Right. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm Andy McDowell, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. Thanks for spending your time with us today. We definitely know your time is valuable and we want to add some value to that. So we have a very um, important subject today. Um, I, I sort of have a personal hope that this is our most popular episode out of all the episodes we do in our podcast uh, through whatever ends up being our career on this podcast, Zach. And um, we're going to sort of build upon um, uh, an item or two that we discussed back in our last episode about creativity. Um, and that is about what stops us from being creative. And we talked about things like uh, shame and comparison and so forth. But at the, the root of all those words is the word fear. And so... Uh, we're going to talk about a very foundational element in life. It's not necessarily taught in school or by parents or whatever, but, um, and that is uh, love versus fear um, in our lives. Um, so let's first do a little bit of a definition, right? So, um, right. By love, we're talking about agape love. We're talking about love for humanity, for, for humankind, for this world. We're not talking about eros or other forms of love, but just the, the love um, um, for our fellow human beings and for this world. Uh, so we're just going to put that container around that word. Um, and we'll get into a, a definition of fear here in a minute. Um, 
of what what do we mean by fear because there's different types of fear um but the 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 way that love and fear came into my life was through a discussion I was having with my father um when I was an early adult recently married I was struggling with something uh in my life and we were sitting across the table from each other when Saturday morning, and I was having a conversation with him about something I was struggling um, in my life. And I just felt like he and I were somewhat on a different page, so to speak, with the conversation. So I finally threw out the question and said, well, what do you, what do you feel like is the opposite of fear? And my father said, uh, I believe the opposite of fear is courage. And I sat there for a second or two and said, I don't feel that way. I feel like the opposite of fear for me is, is love. That courage is the act of moving through your fear to get to a state of love, uh, whether it's a love of an activity or a love of something in your life, an agape love that's in your life. And so I think we just sort of sat there and just agreed to disagree <laughs> at the end of that conversation, but it just kept running through my head uh, all that week, that whole discussion, and, and what was I feeling in my heart about that whole thing. And I've, I've discovered, you know, through tons of books that I've read that um, a lot of the world feels the same way, that the opposite of fear is love. But what do you think about it? I mean, I, I definitely think for a lot of people, it's, it's an almost foreign topic to even breach into, but it's so, so key. Um, like you said, I, I feel like for most people, they think that courage would be the opposite of fear, but when in fact, it's more about courage being the act of conquering your fears. Of moving Whereas through the fear. Love is what gets you there. Love is the driving force behind that. that yeah, overcomes. sort of the fuel. Exactly. Love is the, the catalyst, fuel, if you the will. The catalyst, yeah. if you will, to then spark courage in your life to be able to move through a exactly. fear to get to a desired state. Right. Courage is a trait or a tool. Whereas yes. the love is the substance. It's an entity of right. sorts. Um, it's a thing, if you will. Um, I know my father hate, hate to hear that. My, my father always used to ask me, what is a thing? Cause I used to use the word thing a lot when I was growing <laughs> up trying to describe something. You always, what is a thing? Um, you know, it's a thing. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing, you know, a thing. Um, so in a number of readings that I've done since I had that conversation with my father, um, in particular, I came across uh, one book. It's called The Power Myth, uh, written by Joseph Campbell. Um, it expands on this a lot, but if you had to pick one phrase, one central theme that came out of his book was uh, his feelings that uh, a human being's life um, is a journey to overcome their fears, that fears are inevitable with what this world has to offer, um, it's not unconditional love everywhere. So there is going to be hurt and pain and so forth in people's lives. And that our journey here on earth for however long it is, uh, is a journey of overcoming our fears and our obstacles, um, in our life. There, there are others that you would read that describe this earth as a, as an earth school, where in our path as uh, spiritual beings, <clears throat> we're trying to get to a state of um, unconditional love throughout our life, no matter what it is, whether it's in our relationships, it's in our being, in our community, in our countries, and so forth around the world, is to reach a higher state, if you will, of unconditional love, uh, is what our journey here is here on this earth is and it's a school to try and teach us how to have courage in our life to move through all of our fears and reach that state of higher being or higher frequency or however you want to stay um, in our life 
So yeah. with, that, with that being said, let's talk about the two different types of fear out there. I mean, you've got the easy ones, which, you know, my major fear of spiders, if Megan was here, she'd tell you all about that because she likes giving me a hard time about it. But, <laughs> um, you know, you've got your tangible fears, fear of some people have a fear of flying. Some people have a fear of driving on the interstate because of car wrecks, something that you can see, something that is physically there. Or something weather related, fear of right. hurricanes, fear of tornadoes. Right. Uh, events where you can physically see that people are getting injured or dying from the fear of a car accident. Right. And so forth, which are all sort of uh, fight fight and flight kind of responses, right? Your, right that's our natural Your physical instincts, safety is at right. stake here and uh, from things that you can physically see. And we're not, we're not discussing that type of fear on today's episode. No, today's more about the intangibles, the unseen fears that more of what Joseph Campbell in that quote would speak of is moving through those fears, overcoming those fears um, to get to where we want to be. Right. The fears that we talked about in the last episode of creativity is the right. fear of rejection, fear of Due to shame, fear of comparison, fear of not living up to somebody else's expectations, those type of fears is um, our, our central discussion. The today. main ones that leaders, entrepreneurs deal with that stop a lot of people from getting to where they ideally see themselves. Right. So with that being said, I mean, we've, we're dealing with that type of fear, but... It's easy to see with the tangible fears where they come from, right? But the bigger thing, we've got to dig deeper to figure out, okay, where does the unseen fear, where does the fear of judgment, where does the fear of the false evidence of failing, if you will, being judged, um, being ridiculed, or what people think of you come from? Right. right? And so I, I think... As we discussed a little bit in the creativity episode, um, in our childhood when we enter this earth, you know, we're full of love and there is no fear in our lives. As a child, you know, as we described in the last episode, we're coming out all wide-eyed and like, what is this place? And wow, you know, you just, you're full of curiosity, you're full of love, you're full of discovery. Um, you're wanting to understand what the world is. But at the end of the day, we as human beings all need love, right? right. And there's the expectation that those that are taking care of you and you know, you're surrounded by and everything is going to provide or reflect that to you. And as um, either consciously or subconsciously, that is not being provided to us, whether it's through spoken word or actions or lack of actions uh, that would s signal love for you as a as a new human being as a child starts creating hurt in our lives right. and doesn't feel good and then we start fearing those same situations happening to us again right uh, in life I mean when it comes to parenting I mean it it a lot of times, you know, going back to creativity from last week, but a kid writes on a wall, they're proud of it. Look at what I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. You get jumped all over and that creates that, that creates a small scar for that kid. Now, should it be done on the wall? No, but that's where that starts. And then we move into our system we're put into as kids, if you will, right? The school mm -hmm. system where basically, especially now more so than ever, to use, I think, Einstein's quote, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, but everybody's being told you have to climb a tree. And so they try, they fail, and they're told you're no good. They're being judged from the get-go, told that, don't think outside the box. Don't do it any other way. Don't try. Just do it this way. And if you can't do it this way, then you're not going to succeed. Yeah, as we get older, more and more 
structure is being placed around this, you know, saying you have to put your life into this particular box, right? Whether it's through your parents, through it's through school, friends you're developing um, in school and so forth. But when, when you're, when you're an infant or a toddler, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Because adults understand you're just coming into this world and you don't know. But as we go on in life, these structures and a desire to put uh, people into a box of conformity, if you will, starts happening. And when you go outside of that and start getting reprimanded and, and so forth, um, and I'm, I'm not here to say that structure shouldn't be there. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just saying there are instances that um, occur outside of the box, so to speak, that cause mm-hmm. pain um, and hurt to start arriving in our lives. And from that, we start developing as we get older and start recognizing our thoughts in our head. Right. That... Somehow I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of the love that I should be getting um, in this world from what my DNA as a human being is telling me. Right. And it forces a lot of people. I'm just, you know, in in a lot of arenas, we won't dig into each one, but a lot of areas of life, it just forces people to say, okay, I'll just settle. I won't go for what I really want. I'll just settle. And right, because the pain hurts. Right. I don't want that. I don't want that pain in my life. So I, right. I want to be comfortable. I want to avoid uh, the same situations or not put myself out there and so forth because um, I'm afraid that that same kind of situation or words or whatever are going to show up again. And it was painful in the past, and I don't want that in my life. So right. um, I'm going to go where I'm comfortable. Um. But I think we've seen in life that we can't begin to grow and get what we want out of life sitting in the comfortable. Exactly. You have to be brave enough and have enough courage in your life that even though you may have faced that pain and have a fear in a particular area that you have to use courage to to work through it to say, um, that issue or that item that was causing me pain doesn't exist in every single nook and cranny of this world. And uh, I'm going to bring in the word, they're probably going to use quite a bit the rest of the episode, is the word choice. We as human beings, the most powerful tool that we have in our life is choice. I have a choice to believe Um what we're saying to ourselves in our head or not and say, no, I believe it's different. I don't believe that at all. I can start building a filter system for myself to say, um, if somebody is saying something to me, I have the choice to say, no, turn it on the filter. It's not going to pass the filter. Um, And I'm not going to believe that about myself. I'm going to go on living my life, you know, through my why, how, what, uh, I'm just going to ignore it or just say, thank you very much for your feedback and just walk away and keep doing what you're doing. Right. Because we're told. That takes courage. Well, we're told that, like you said, you have to fit in this box. You have to meet this certain profile. And if you're outside of that profile, then you're not fitting in. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to do this. And then we see ourselves in this light because as, I mean, biblically speaking, as you, as a man thinketh he shall become, right? Mm -hmm. Our thoughts are everything because when we think something or say something to ourselves for long enough, it becomes a belief. It becomes something that is foundationally in us. Right. And then that's what we act upon. And that leads to, leads to what the outcome is. Right. Right. And I've heard it put the same order, different ways, different wording from many leaders that I listen to. Mm-hmm. But we've got to be very, very, very careful about what we're letting in our heads, about what we're playing in our heads for ourselves as well. Right. 
Um, you know, I, I used to, I used to think morning affirmations and talking to yourself in the mirror. I was like, yeah, no, that that's weird. That's no, mm -mm. that's, that's a little out there. But then I started doing it. I said, I, I, I heard a saying weird is wealthy, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, because well, weird is unique. Weird, exactly. weird is going outside well, the, the walls of the standards. Because right? that fear, fear builds the walls of ego, right? That doesn't yes. let you out. Your ego doesn't the, let your light shine. Is right. The exactly. Phrase I like to use. Yeah. It's like covering a lamp up with a basket, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it extinguishes almost your light to the world. And when you can move past that, stop worrying about, you're typically the one paying the most attention to you in the first place, right? A lot of humans do have a parade mentality because we never psychologically get out of the teenage years where we're right. like, oh, everybody's looking at me when really they're more worried about what you're thinking about them than what they think about you in the first place. Right. Because they're dealing with the same fears that you are. Right. <laughs> um. But we've got to feed positivity and control our thoughts, control that influx of information to lead to what we want ultimately. Yeah. So as you know this about me because of our conversations um, in high school, coming out of high school and into college in my early 20s, I had really bad self-esteem. Mm -hmm. That's been part of my fear journey, if you will, going back um, to Joseph Campbell's phrase. And the way that I got myself out of that was, one, starting to question the thoughts I had about myself, you know, those you're not worthy type statements. Mm -hmm. Start questioning. I had to start questioning that at first. And then I had to develop new phrases, new sentences that I had to keep saying to myself over and over and over again uh, to get a different belief system, if you will, in my head about myself and my life. And right. that's when my life started to change um, for the better in my life. Well, and unfortunately for most... Just because you start an affirmation one day, right? It's not going to be a microwave result. No. Right? You're still going to de deal with the same things for a certain period of time. They say to create a habit in itself, I've heard it 21 days, I've heard it 30 days, mm -hmm. but somewhere close to a month, three weeks to a month's time, to actually create a habit. It only takes three days to break it. So... It's a lot easier to move back to where we were than to move forward. Because again, that fear creates a comfort zone that we inherently want to stay in. It's kind of like Newton's third law, right? Yeah, it's like saying it takes three to four weeks of courage right, to work, walk through that fear um, of trying to get yourself to the other side and getting out right. of your comfort zone to change the thoughts that are in your head. Right. I mean, originally, you know, being a the fitness guy I am, it, it's kind of like when I talk to people when I used to be a trainer, you're not going to see overnight results with your body, mm -mm. right? It's a process, right? It's a process of feeding the right things, right? Making the right actions with the exercises and workouts, and that leads to your results. So... Again, same concept here. We're feeding ourselves the right things, but we have to trust the process. It's not going to be easy because, I mean, you're completely changing the way your brain's processing. Yeah, and so you're you're feeding your physical body, but in the same way, you've got to um, feed your soul, feed right. your spirit with the right phrases. So as I was, well, that's what I was getting at yeah. is. Just the same way, if you want to change your body, you've got to eat right. You've got to put the right fuel mm -hmm. in it. In the same way, in order for us to change our brain, to eliminate that fear, to move through that fear, we have to feed ourselves the right things. Right. So are you shutting off the negativity? Are you, if there's people in your life that are constantly just downgrading and 
if you've got dreams and you talk about your dreams, they're constantly downplaying them or criticizing them or saying you're crazy. Are you allowing that to continue to happen? Or are you shutting that off and replacing it with a positive fuel? Right. So we'll go back to our episode about self-leadership. Right. Here's an opportunity to, to lead yourself into the life that you want for yourself. But in order to do that, you, you got to start feeding your mind with right. the proper thoughts to say that you are worthy. Right. There's enough abundance in the world for you to achieve the life that you want for yourself. And, and you need to put that filter system in, as you said, to feed my brain, my thoughts with the right things and ignore everything else and say, it, it, those statements don't serve me. Right. They don't serve my why, how, what. They don't serve my life. They don't serve where I want to go in my life and lead myself into that kind of life um, moving forward. And so I've got to put these mechanisms in place, and it all starts with the courage to do that for yourself and to move through the fear. Right. So uh, as I was mentioning to you before we started recording uh, the episode, I watched the podcast. Um where a lady had a great phrase that I just absolutely love I'm going to use in my life moving forward, uh, is that thoughts dictate feelings, feelings dictate actions, and actions dictate events or big happenings in your life or where you want it to be, right? Right. So where it all starts is with the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts about ourselves start early in life and... Um, We've got to be cognizant of that and sort of stepping outside of ourselves and saying, okay, what are we telling ourselves? And right. is, it, is it the proper food for our soul or not? Well, and we've got, we've got to move is the biggest thing. Because if we sit there and all we do is think and then we balance, we're going back and forth. We're worrying. You know, they, all it does is you sit on the fence, basically. You want to move. So you know that fear is holding you back. You know something's holding you back. You see what you want, but you're sitting on the fence. And all that does is create this lukewarmness or this chaos, basically, that you're not in a comfort zone, but you're not getting what you want. So you're basically kind of in limbo. Well, you start attracting it in your life, right? I right. Used to, you know, when I was in my bad self-esteem period, I was a huge worry wart. Mm -hmm. Fear was living in my life and I was inviting chaos to come into my life because that's the energy that I was putting out and that was what I was attracting into my life. Right. And all that started to change when I started doing different tapes in my head and changing that um, belief system about myself in my head. Right. That, that all began to change for myself. Well, I mean, we've hit on fears of as a restraint or as a negative force, which for a lot of people it is, mm -hmm. right? But I mentioned this before that, you know, fear could also be a motivator. It depends on what fear we're talking about though, right? right. Is it the small fears of, oh, what is somebody going to think? Or, you know, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to post on Facebook or Instagram? Or what's my social media going to look like? Am I going to get any likes? It's the funniest thing to me is people don't publish content because they're afraid of, oh, I only got one like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, how about, you know, one of my mentors has always had a phrase, you've got to replace those little fears with a bigger fear. Mm -hmm. And what he means by that is we're put on this earth with a purpose, Right. Fear, I mean, you're talking about creating a legacy for your family. You're talking about changing the world. Whatever your why is, then the little fears can hold you back. But the bigger fear, the question you've got to ask yourself with positive thinking is, what if I don't do it? What if I sit here long enough, never move, it's guaranteed to never happen? Right. And are you going to put in the time? Are you going to put in all you can put in 
basically burn the boats, if you will, to make sure that that happens. Because you've got to ask yourself, what does life look like? What does my family's life look like? What does my business look like? I mean, if you already have an established business, as a business leader, owner, you've got people that depend on you. It's not just about you. You are the leader of that team. You're you're really supplying for their families. Mm -hmm. So if you don't grow that business, if you don't get your business where you want to be, they're depending on that too. So the fear is bigger than just your family. It's bigger of what what if I miss out on making that impact, right? Right. Well, it's like you and I's um, discussion, I don't know, what, four, five, six, seven, eight months ago about this podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Well, what could happen? Yeah, we can go out and we can do these episodes. We can do these recordings and it, you know, if what you're worried about is the likes, you know, getting the retweets on the Twitter tweets about the podcast and those right. type things, um, yeah, you run a risk of it not succeeding from that standpoint. But right. if what's more important, you know, is to have the courage to go through that fear because you believe so much in the messaging and what we have to put out there in the world in an effort in an effort to generate value in this world, you say, okay, what's the worst thing that happens? Right. We 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 do a dozen episodes or something, and we decide it's not going anywhere, and we have to shut it down. Well, guess what? Those twelve episodes can live out there forever. That somebody may come around and discover it, you know, on a Google search three years from now. They listen to one episode and it changes their life. Right. And I mean, for me and you, I know we've discussed that. That's a win. That's a win. Right. That's a win. Why would you not do it? But if you have a fear of putting yourself out into the world because you're afraid of what people might say about your message, about who you are and those type things, you, it would never happen and, and you would never generate the value in the world that you do hope to do it. But you've got to, right. you got to be comfortable about living in that fear and saying, yeah, that's a possibility out of this is that you and I only do 12 episodes of the, of the podcast and we don't get the results that we want out of it uh, for various reasons and just decide to quit. Right. Okay, we quit. That's it. You know what? What's what's the loss out of it? Uh, some money and some equipment, <laughs> right? But if it generates value in one, two, three, ten people's lives, it's awesome. worth it. Right? Exactly. Um, I mean, really, money's not even a real thing if you think about it. So no, it's a tool. Um, exactly. Money's, money's a tool. So to that point. In order to grow to the to the leader you want to be, to the person you want to be, whatever context we're talking about, we have to get uncomfortable. Have to. We can't sit yes. in a place of comfort. And I know I use a lot of redundant analogies, but it's back to fitness. It's back to getting into shape. It's not comfortable. You know? It's work. It's work. It's, I mean, you look at, Hardcore lifters, hardcore bodybuilders, they're in the gym, they're screaming because they're in pain trying to do one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? trying to, to tear the muscles. That, right, to break down that muscle fiber more. So in the same facet, we've got to get uncomfortable. We've got to push past the point of pain. Right. If it hurts a little bit, keep going. Right, that means you're doing something right. <laughs> but guess what? That pain is temporary. Exactly, because just like muscles, it rebuilds stronger. Right. You're going to rebuild stronger and then continue to be able to do more. Well, your why, how, what's going to be stronger. Um, your resolve about yourself is going to be stronger. Those tapes you play in your head is going to be stronger. Your character is going to be stronger. Um, you're going to be emotionally stronger in this world and so forth. There's nothing but benefit that comes out of it. You just got to well, be and then all of willing a sudden, to have the courage to work through that fear. Do yeah. the work. One day, what used to be a daunting task, what used to be hard to do becomes super easy because it's become that habit. It's become your thinking. It's become what your brain automatically generates instead of having to go, no, 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 shut that thought out. Replace it with this. It's already there because right. you've transformed your, your thinking, which transforms everything else behind it. 
And uh, don't be afraid to ask other people to help you out. No. Sometimes you may face the same fear multiple times in your life, but for that first one, just to get yourself through the experience and be able to understand what that feels like with courage. And I did this uh, uh, in my own life in college where I asked somebody to come with me to go talk to a professor about a problem that I was having because I was afraid of what the professor would think about me mm-hmm. having this particular problem. And I got through that the first time and I never needed anybody else to go do it again. I went through it the first time and said, hey, that's not so bad. Right. I can do this. Right. And so now that tape got different in my own head and I was able to do it on my own from there on in. Well, and in that aspect, if you feel like you can't do it alone, again, we've talked about it. It takes a village. It takes a village. Right. Look around at who's around you. Are they are they going to lead you to where you want to be? If not, mm-hmm. seek out a mentor. Seek out somebody that is a little bit further along that journey than you are, even at the same point, so you can go through it together. It's almost an accountability and pulling each other up, right? Or pushing each other up, whichever way you want to go with that. But find somebody or find a circle of people that are on the same journey as you or that have made that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, being alone, it's, it's hard to change those habits because you're sitting alone and you're going, okay, positive thoughts, positive thoughts, positive thoughts. I am a great business leader. I am a great business leader. And then all of a sudden that negative thinking is over here. And you don't have an outside source telling you different. So it's just you versus that. Yeah. And it's almost, even though you're an adult state or an adult part of your life, having another person that can reinforce those statements to you is almost like what the parent child relationship is when you are, when you are a child, right? Right. You've got some other human being, granted it's an adult to an adult relationship here. Maybe it's even a spouse that can sit here and reflect the the love um, that you need or those positive statements to reinforce what you're trying to say in your own head. Right. Right. As opposed to f- you feeling like you're just um, sitting in a chair by yourself trying to do it all on your own. That's why I've always told people, uh, get a village and mm-hmm. get a village of supporting, loving friends, family that can be around you that can help you reinforce those positive thoughts in your head. Right. Um, so that you can start living a life that you were destined to do. Hmm. To that point, I saw a quote the other day that if you look at your circle and you look around and you're not inspired, you don't have a circle, you have a cage. If everybody in your circle has the same stinking thinking that you do, it's going to be a lot harder to break out of that fear and move into a state of love, move into a state of purpose. And move forward. Well, find yourself people in your village that make you uncomfortable. Right. But uncomfortable from the standpoint they keep pushing you to go live your why, how, what. Right. To say, hey, you might want to think about this. You know, I know you might be a little bit fearful about this, but, I, but I'm here to cheer you on for you to have courage to move through this point because it's going to help you to be living out your why, how, what. And I know you've got a fear about it. We've been open with each other. We've had those conversations, but... I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love here and try and make you uncomfortable with this to say um, you need to go do this. Right. And I'm going to keep pushing you on it until you go do it. You know, that that's coming from a loving place, not, not, right. not a criticism or critical place of statements that's putting you down because you don't do it, but to be more encouraging um, in those statements to try and say, hey, you're not alone in this. You may physically be alone when you're actually doing the event and have the courage, but spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking, you've got a supportive village that's around you that's cheering you on. Right. And that, you know, the point of encouraging, right? In Mm -hmm. order, like we said before, in order to move from a state of fear into a state of love, into actually fulfilling our purpose, right? That requires that catalyst, that fuel called courage, Mm -hmm. right? 
encouraging, having that circle, having that village of encouragers, it's just adding more fuel to the fire. It, it's, it's putting nitrous in the engine, if you will, right? It's going to expedite the process. It's going to make it run smoother, better, because now to that point, eliminating fear of what, of going to those mentors as well. Cause when you think you've made it and then all of a sudden you fall backwards, cause that is going to happen. Like you said, you can deal with the same fear over and over again, because if it's, if it's deep, the deeper it is in your nature, the deeper that scar is, the harder it is to completely eliminate it. Right. Right. Um, if it's a little surface scrape, right. It, you know, give it a couple weeks, a month or so and it's gone. But if it's something where it cut down into the muscle fiber and you had to get it stitched back up, that scar is probably going to be there forever and show its face. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to be able to overcome that. So, um, having those and being, having an open line of communication with the encouragers in your life to make sure that if you don't within you have courage, somebody else can give it to you. Yeah, exactly like I did with the, with you with the podcast, you know. Right. You stated to me you had a, a goal of wanting to do a, bo- a podcast, and I was like, well, what's stopping you? We had a little bit of discussion about fear. I said, right. What did I do? I pushed you. Right. I said, let's go. You got uncomfortable. Let's go. Let's get yourself uncomfortable in front of a mic, and let's get going with this podcast, right? And then all of a sudden- I was sudden encouraging you to and come you join me on this journey and do this, right? Then we said, oh, this, this, this is- this is easy. This is just a conversation. It's just a conversation. Right. right. So, you know, to go back to your point of the word choice, to expand on that, everything in life is a choice. Right. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's the most powerful tool we have as human beings is right. the power of choice. Right. And we in the biggest choice in our life is whether our the basis. I mean, the rudimentary the analogy that you and I were talking about before we started recording was about the tree and the root system, mm-hmm. right? So the root system of the tree, the 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 root of our lives, the biggest choice, whether it's conscious or subconsciously, we have in our life is the choice between fear and love, mm-hmm. right? Are we looking at every choice that we make, small or big, in our lives? And are we making that choice out of the the, the the direction we decide to go in that choice? Is that based off of fear and being comfortable? Or is it based off of love, self-love, of what we want for our life? Even if it's going to be a difficult choice, even though mm-hmm. we've got to walk through some fear with courage, Mm-hmm. Are we going to make that choice out of love for ourselves or for love of others? Right. Or are we going to make it based off of fear and just be comfortable? Right. That's the biggest. <laughs> I can't emphasize that point enough uh, about we as human beings need to be conscious. We need to pull that out of our self-conscious and into consciousness. Right. In everything that we do in our life. Right. I mean, if we use examples of ultra success, right? If you dig down to it, at some point, they made a life-altering decision to challenge the status quo, to not worry about what others thought, and do what they believed was right, or do what they believed could really generate a ton of value in this world, could really change the lives of many, many people. Well, I don't think we can live out our why, how, what in life if it's not based in love, right? No. Love for this world, love for ourselves, uh, love for the, the mission or the purpose that's been given to us. Right. Uh, by, by our creator or source or whatever word you want to put put against it. If... We don't have love for our mission and purpose and our why, how, and what of our lives and decide to do it by fear. We will never, ever, ever live it out. Right. Because we're, we're too comfortable. We're sitting on our couch watching TV or whatever, being comfortable instead of getting uncomfortable 
to reach us the potential of what life has to offer us and what we have to offer the world and generate value. I mean, again, you and I have the same, same mindset around that. I couldn't agree more. So what it really boils down to is on, on this topic of love versus fear is what are you going to choose? Sitting there listening to our conversation, are you going to, are you going to make the choice to start changing your thinking? Again, that's where it starts. Start changing your thinking, which changes your foundational beliefs, which then changes your processes, changes your daily activities, changes what you do to get you to exactly where you want to be. Because there's no, there's no real gray area with this. No. Right? It's either you live in love or you let fear take over. And just a little tidbit, fear, false evidence appearing real. Right. It's what looks real, but it's just it's an illusion of what other people think. It's an illusion that that's all that matters. What really matters is you fulfilling your purpose in this life. Loving the mission. Loving the people you're serving and generating massive, massive amounts of value by making the choice to live in love and eliminate fear. Yeah, so as I was telling you before we started recording on this uh, this podcast I mentioned earlier that I listened to, there was a, a phrase that I absolutely loved, right? So when we're growing up as children and so forth, um, we were sort of told lies, right? Lies about ourselves, yep, either directly or indirectly. And we, we took ownership of those lies and, and put them in our head. Mm-hmm. So if we if we look at the phrase uh, "life cheat steal," right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do we say about that? Well, if you live a live a life of lying, cheating, and stealing, you're not going to get anywhere in this world. You're just causing trouble in the world and so forth. Why can't we use that phrase for the positive, right? Right. Can you begin to start telling lies to yourself in order to fix the initial lies? Right. Right. It feels like a lie. When you first start doing it, when you start telling those new tapes to yourself, you're actually in your belief system you have by yourself to say positive thoughts by yourself is feels like a lie. Right. But the reality is it's not a lie. But you're you're having to quote lie to yourself to start changing those tapes. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you start cheating fear. Mm-hmm. Right? Fear's living in, inside your life, and now you're gonna cheat it. Right. Right? To fear itself, it's not going to feel like it's fair. You're actually cheating it. Mm-hmm. And then in reality, you're now stealing the life that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it feels that way. It's sort of like a, a positive twist on it that made me go, hmm, when right. I heard it on the podcast, I'm like, I like that. I like that analogy um, from that standpoint. But you, know, you as the listening audience might want to think about using that analogy if you're needing to take this this change and eliminating fear out of your well not eliminating it but reducing fear to a level that allows you to still live out your your why how what of your life right so let's talk a little bit about um a subject i've i've had with a number of men that don't realize um something about women. And in my life coaching, I've had to say to them, uh, you know, physical bodies between men and women, about 90% uh, of our bodies are the same, right? Right. We have have brain, two eyes, a nose, arms, legs, et cetera. Um, And with the exception of the reproductive organs, we're essentially the same, although our brain sizes might be slightly different and wired a little bit different and so forth. But anyway... The point is, as I said, you have to realize about women is that they have an extra organ in the body that we as men don't have. And Mm -hmm. I like to call that the fear organ. Um, there's There's a reason why women 
You know, you say, well, what, what do women want in a man? Well, they want him to be tall, dark, and handsome. Why? Because it gives them a level of safety. Right. It helps them to address a fear that they have. Um, you know, women walking down a dark street in the middle of a city, we as men might walk down it and not think anything of it. We're on our mission to go get in our car and drive home. Right. Whereas women do that and they're in a state of fear and, mm-hmm. and heightened anxiety and so forth, looking around and so forth for fear of safety. When they're looking for a mate, they're looking for a man that brings um, physical safety to their lives, emotional safety um, to their lives. Femininity is all about um, a, a life of being. Um, I, I always get the biggest kick out of uh, if you if you were to take a hundred uh, pictures of a hundred men in their lives and a hundred women in their lives. If you go into a woman's house or apartment, it's usually essentially clean, right? <laughs> Very well taken care yes. of, because the home the home is a safe spot uh, for the feminine for women, right? Because right? they get to be, mm-hmm. they get to be in their home. You know, they have the structure of uh, four walls around them and a roof. Um, and they get to be in their home, and so they take very good care of it. Now, if you go over to the car, <laughs> cars just serves allowing them to get from point A to point B. That's a that's, right. a, that's a mission. That's a purpose. And I, I would be willing to bet 80, 90% of pictures that you took of uh, women's cars would be a mess. They're bringing pieces of their home with them. Right into the car, and if, and it's spread throughout the car, and it looks like a mess. Mm-hmm. Men, it's the opposite. You go into a single man's apartment, and it's dirty as heck. They don't clean after themselves. You know, clothes are on the floor, whatever type things, because the masculine is about the mission and the purpose. Now you go into their car. Yeah, it's clean as heck. They're taking care of the car because the car is getting them around it's in life, like- helping them to fulfill their mission and purpose in life. Right. Uh, from that standpoint, so we're almost the exact opposite. I mean, spend money on detailing supplies and you know leather conditioner and cleaner and right. It's pristine. It's pristine, right? right? We go out the car, on a Saturday and you mind. drive down the street and see a bunch of men out there cleaning their cars. Right, exactly. Right? They take care of the cars, whereas the home, it's like it, you know, it doesn't fulfill my mission and purpose. Yeah, yeah, it keeps me safe from the weather and elements, but. That's all I need out of it, you know, kind of thing. Whereas right. for the uh, for a woman, it's it's the emotional safety, it's the physical safety allows me to be, right? Uh, which is a core element of femininity. Um, but that's a long winded way of trying to say um, for the men in our mm-hmm. audience, uh, the biggest foundational element you can do when you're interested in a woman and possibly dating her and possibly making her your spouse is to start with how safe do I make her feel? How am I addressing the fears that naturally exist in the woman from a physical safety, emotional safety standpoint, which the feminine needs to to thrive in their life. That's just, just sort of a side piece that sort of fits into this, not the, the main message of our episode today, but I thought I'd just throw that in as a tidbit um, to say that we we all as human beings don't sit in fear in the same way. Some of us naturally have fears that they want to get addressed and what attracts them in um, finding a proper mate or spouse. And, and as men, we don't live in that, Right. Right, And so we just take it for granted and don't think about the fact that women might have those fears and we need to address it in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's certainly going to attract a woman into your life if you can be conscious and thinking about that. All right. So that's enough of that um, um, piece. Let's sort of wrap this up with a um, conversation going back to choice. Right. Um, well, like, it all comes down, like I said earlier, it comes down to the choice that we decide to make. That That's the differentiating factor is where we choose to be in love or in fear. 
Yeah, so it's a choice of A, I'm choosing to think of my life that I'm the CEO of my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner of my life. Uh, B, a choice to go discover and be introspective in my life, to understand my why, how, what. Mm-hmm. Then to make the choice that is centered in love, to say I'm going to move forward with that why, how, what, and go out and serve my purpose, create and generate value in this world. That's a choice. And then the choice of courage to say, yeah, I'm going to have my obstacles. I'm going to have my fears. I'm not a perfect human being. And get my village, my supportive village to help me with that, to be transparent and vulnerable with them to say, this is what I want to achieve, but here's my fears have those conversations and let them be your cheerleader and supporter. Right. Um, and encourager and sometimes hard love to push you mm-hmm. to go through that, to live the life that you were destined to do. So I just went through that whole phrase, that whole thought process. And in, in, in each single one was the word choice. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's the most powerful tool in your life is, is choice more than money. More than anything else, the most powerful tool that you've been given as a human being is choice. And you have to own it. Right. It's, do you want success? Do you want to fulfill your purpose? You have the choice to make that happen. And the the biggest choice in your life is between love and fear. Subconsciously and consciously. What are you doing with it? So... Um, as I was telling you before we started recording, I, um, I got exposed early in my career at Boeing to um, an equation. And that equation is S plus R equals O. S is situation. Situation mm-hmm. that you're currently in, whether it be a business situation or a life situation, any kind of situation you're in. And you wish that situation to be different. Mm-hmm. So you want a different outcome. You want a different result or to be sitting or standing, so to speak, in a different place. Right. So you then have to respond to your current situation, which is the R. So you have S for situation, R for response, O is outcome. Right. S plus R equals O, right? Mm -hmm. So R is where choice lives. Right. So... You're going to make a choice based to fear and your O then is equal to S because you didn't move forward. You got comfortable. And so therefore you found yourself in the same spot. Right? Right. Your response is zero. So S plus zero equals S. So your R is your S. Right. Or you can do an R that you may have some fears about, but with love, fueling your courage to move through your fear, you end up with a different response, and therefore your O is not equal to your S. Hopefully your O is closer to your ideal O or outcome that you want in your life. And it's just a great little tool or thinking or whatever uh, piece that you can use in your life, regardless of what, your personal life, your your self life, your business life, whatever. Um, you want a different business outcome, okay? We got to have a, an R from your situation to get your your business outcome you want. You may have to face some fears as a leader in order to do that. You may have to say some things to your team that they're not going to like to hear, but it needs to be said in order right. to help you as an organization push through that organizational fear to get yourself to that O. Again, you control the reaction. You control the choice you make about the situation. I love just the recap of no reaction equals the same situation. But if you choose to act, you choose to, you know, either use fear as a motivator or eliminate fear. Have the proper reaction. Do what you know you need to do, regardless of what outside sources say, regardless mm-hmm. of what the voice in your head says. Change the voice in your head. 
that leads to the outcome that you want and you control. It all comes down to being the CEO of your thoughts, being the CEO of your own life and just moving forward. Right. So fear, fear is a motivator says that I'm more fearful of not being in the O that I desire in my life than the S. I know I'm right. sitting at the S at the moment, but I'm going to have more regrets, more doubts, more fear in my life, more worry in my life if I don't make a choice to have some courage and work through the fear. I know it might be a little bit painful for a short period of time, but I'm going to put myself at a better O, a better outcome for myself in my life. Right. And therefore, you could use fear as a motivator. Yep. But you got to get your head and your heart to that point. So we're going to uh, wrap up this episode. Um, like I said in the very beginning, I I hope, Zach, this is the episode that we make the most impact in the world. I hope so. Um, because it is such a foundational um, element to life. And you and I, just like everybody else, are on this journey to overcome our fears. Right. Live out loud with our why, how, what, and to generate value in this world. So... Um, Zach and I here are encouraging you to, to look at that part of your life. We're rooting you on. We're cheering from uh, the seats of the arena that you're in, yep. that you call life, uh, with the hopes that you'll have some courage. Surround yourself with people that will support you in that courage uh, to get the life that you are destined to live in this world. So with that being said, Zach, Thanks for doing this episode with me. It means a lot to me. Of course. I think this is, again, I pray that this is the most impactful. It reaches the most people. And for you listening, that this could be a start to an amazing outcome for your life. So um, if this is your first time listening, hit that little subscribe button so you don't miss out on our podcast. But we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you got some good nuggets out of this, something that you will take into your head, into your heart, and go out there and generate value in this world. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online at Primerica.com slash Brian with a Y, Z Levy, the Facebook and LinkedIn platforms. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram platforms. Simply search for Generate Your Value. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.